Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023. Today on the Ether, Stargaze Creator Chat for Week 65. Let's take a listen. Welcome everyone to our Creator Chat. I'm Stardy or Graphene. Nice to meet you all. Uh, we won't be able to host the space today, unfortunately, but he will be back on the next spaces. I just wanted to say, since I know he will listen to this later, thank you, Rune, for everything you do on Stargaze. Uh, you're amazing, and I'm very fortunate to work with you. And with that, let's first start with the updates for the week. Um, Stargaze has surpassed 10 million stars burned, so big milestone for Stargaze. Month by month, uh, marketplace volume keeps rising, another good statistic. Um, Live actions and homepage updates are coming very soon, so be be out on the eye for that. Um, applications for open edition are available, so if you're a creator, please do apply. This mentor was created by the Reckon team. Um, what it does is it allows you to create a single NFT and uh, a single metadata and mint multiple pieces of that uh, NFT. Um, it also has a limit of time. So, for example, the creator um, can put for like an hour or a day, and it will only be able to be minted uh, for that for that amount of time. Um, uh, just a second. Sorry. <laughs> um, another update for the week is that mutable contracts are live. So. Uh, with that, you can now create evolving NFTs, um, which is really cool. I think it's going to be a, a kind of um, feature that a lot, a lot of creators will use. Um, economics update signaling has passed through governance at almost 98% approval rate, so a massive support from the community. Um, it will be a multi-step process. So the first and second step will start on July. Um, once upon proposal is up for voting to, so Camino Story Writing Platform. It was created by uh, Ecodaf Fabo. And what it does is it allows you to go there, uh, select an NFT and create a story around it. It's, it's really nice. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm kind of rushing. <laughs> um, there was a bot issue last week with Cosmos Kiwis. Um, so moving forward, what Stargaze will do is increase the whitelist allocation for the no normal meter. Uh, we had a feedback from the community, so I think it's going to be 50%. Um, 
there is going to be uh, other uh, updates to it. So for example, tiered whitelist, smart whitelist, CAPTCHA, Dutch auction winter, they're all going to be uh, available for the creators. So um, just, just a plethora of options uh, for, for a fairer distribution. Um, another uh, issue that was raised is that royalties weren't able to be increased. Um, so this this is going to this is going to change in the next week. So we're going to uh, submit a proposal for that. Um, there was a Twitter Spaces yesterday um, to talk exactly about the bot issue, and uh, we also had. An introduction with the Spanish community with our co-founder Jorge. So uh, it was really nice. If you guys can check it out, um, and this week is is going to be NFT Brazil. So if you guys are around uh, to meet me <laughs> here in São Paulo, um, it's going to be Friday till Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be wearing a Stargaze T-shirt. So uh, <laughs> if if you're around. Please, please uh, let me know. Um, and yeah, with that, uh, let's welcome NFTV to the spaces. He's our solo artist this week. Uh, I also invited Sirkan to speak today too. He's uh, our dev from studio, but we will listen to him a little bit later. Yeah, hello, hello Sirkan. Uh, so hi Dan, how are you? Uh, welcome. I'm good, thanks. And uh, shout out to Sirkin for uh, helping me along the way with this. Uh, it's always uh, a bit of a challenge, um, but I'm really excited about the collection. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too. So can you introduce your project and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So I um, I live in San Francisco. I um, I work as a journalist by day and then a DJ and music producer um, and with a lot of my other time. Um, and about a year ago, I started getting into doing video art um, and launched a few collections on Stargaze. And originally, my inspiration with the video stuff was to make videos to go with my music. Um, and I launched a few collections, uh, NFTVs and turntables and horsens. Um, and then uh, late last year, I decided that I wanted to make a music video for one of my songs. Um, and so I kind of started um, thinking about how to do that. And I'm a sample-based artist with music. So I thought that how I would do that would be to sample some video clips and then run them through my synthesizers, video synthesizers, the same way I do audio sampling to make house music. Um, so early this year, I got together a bunch of clips um, around a sleep theme um, and then started uh, hacking at them with my video synthesizer, uh, created a you know five-minute full-length music video, and then for the NFT collection, uh, basically chopping it into different scenes, and each NFT will be a scene from the video or kind of a, an alternative version of that clip sent through my video synthesizers. So that's kind of that's kind of the deal. Wow, that's really amazing. I think that your collection has a kind of uh, different feel to it that everyone can identify pretty easily. So it's really nice. Like you have a, a kind of signature. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit more about your equipment? Like what do you use, where you got those? Yeah, absolutely. I'll 
I'll post some more um, videos today and tomorrow uh, of some of the equipment. But um, the main video synthesizer I use is called a Sleepy Circuits Hypno. And um, it's kind of video synth stuff can be very expensive, but this is actually a pretty, pretty affordable entry. Um, the synthesizer costs kind of between $400 and $600, depending on uh, whether you want to build it from a kit or buy a completed model. Um, I built the kit model and it uh, revolves around a Raspberry Pi. So that was kind of cool. You get to assemble things. Um, but basically, it outputs um, different video colors and shapes. Uh, and you can run different footage through it. Um, and then um, I have a few other uh, video synth pieces. One is called a sensory translator from LZX Industries, which is one of the, the biggest names in the video synth market. And that's really cool because it takes an audio spectrum and then breaks it into different, like the, the lows, the mids, and the highs. And then you can send each of those audio parameters to a visual parameter to modulate it. So you can have like, the kick drum and your song like affecting kind of like the color of the, the image and you know maybe the the hi-hats the higher sounds affecting sort of like making the image like pivot a little bit and so it shakes kind of on beat um and then another tool that i really like it's called the Synteny circuit bent video delay and that creates kind of the effect that you would see on old crt tvs where there's like color bars that are kind of like shifting a little bit in and out um, of focus and that's done by actually like delaying the video signal by like microseconds um, to create kind of like a color bar pattern um, so those are the main things that i've been been using for this oh wow that seems very complicated Do it's kind of complicated <laughs> <laughs> did you use like any coding to do uh this kind of effects or or is it more more of a analog uh, i don't know uh way of doing things yeah it's more of an analog way of doing things and um part of what drew me to the video synthesizer stuff to begin with is that um i let one of the ways i make music is using a Eurorack modular synthesizer um which basically sends different voltages to different parameters to create sound and a lot of that equipment um, also works with video. So it's sending like kind of the same voltage data, just pure electricity um, into the video signal and affecting it that way. It's very complicated. It's, uh, it involves a lot of cables and no code, <laughs> um, but it's really, it's really fun. Get to like, you know, play with a bunch of knobs and uh, it's really like creatively very expressive. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh was this collection harder or easier to create than your past ones? Um, well, I, I used Studio for the first time this time. Um, and I found that to be a lot easier than um, doing it through Terminal with code because I'm not a coder. Um, <laughs> so I, I, this was maybe my fourth or fifth collection. I mean, it's still sort of the the week leading up to the launch. I'm still like, you know staying up way too late and troubleshooting a bunch of things and you guys are very patient with me on that and i appreciate that um so i think with this one basically the music video itself um took me maybe about a month and a half to make um and that was a huge project in its own right um i learned how to use adobe premiere which i hadn't really used before um incorporated a lot of the after effects um stuff that i've learned um 
so it was kind of a two-part thing, like making the actual music video itself, which I'm going to release on YouTube pretty soon. Um, and then the second half was like, okay, I want to turn this into an NT NFT collection. Um, how do I do that part? So, um, so I don't know if that really answered your question, but uh, <laughs> it was a little different challenge, I guess. It was kind of a two-part challenge as opposed to the previous collections. Right, right. And since you created uh, like a one-on-one -on -one collection, what kind of tool do you use to create your metadata? Because it's not a generative art. I think a lot of creators struggle with that part if, if it's not done, uh, you know, uh, at the same time. Yeah, so I use um, Visual Studio Code. Um, and it's like, as I said, I'm not a coder at all. Very little technical knowledge. Um, but that program kind of just lays all of your JSONs out like uh, sort of as like a database almost. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really easy to kind of like replace fields and like replace, um, you know, traits in all of the, the JSONs at once. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's what I use primarily for that. I see. I see. Um... And and about your team, like uh, sleep. <laughs> what what was your inspiration, and uh, how how do you uh, recreate with your gear like the characteristics of sleepy music? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I so the song itself, um, I I made using um, uh, a. Profit Rev2 synthesizer from a company called Sequential that's based in uh, San Francisco. And um, the song, I actually made it while I was taking a um, sort of jazz kind of piano course through um, a website called Soundfly, which is sort of like master class for musicians. And um, and the class was held by this uh, beat maker named Kiefer, who's a kind of jazz piano player, beat maker. He's on Stone Star Records. And he was kind of laying out some of the ways he uses harmony and sort of jazz chords and stuff like that. And um, I'm not a skilled piano player by any means, but um, I kind of took the cues that he was giving in terms of harmony and chord progressions. Um, and that's how I crafted the song. So it's got kind of a little bit of a moody um, kind of atmosphere from that. And then some of the, like the, the electronic processing, like the filtering of the, the piano stuff, I felt like gave it kind of like a dreamier tone. Um, and then once I started thinking about the visual representation of that, I started kind of thinking about sort of the concept of sleep and um, did some digging around at video clips and found these great um, old commercials from the 60s for sleeping pills uh, for a, a company uh, whose name I won't use. Uh, but uh, they have these really cute little animated commercials that are now public domain. And uh, and I ended up sampling some of the audio from those commercials as well as the um, as the visuals. So um, so yeah. And then I thought, kind of with the video synthesizer stuff, a lot of it's really colorful, and some of the feedback effects kind of have like a rainbow sort of bursts or style to them um, that gives things kind of like a dreamier kind of state. So uh, I just kind of went with the theme and um, let it let it guide me and had some fun. Yeah, it really shows. Um, what a uh, personal question. <laughs> what do you dream about when you sleep? Like, has that influenced you when creating this collection? <laughs> oh, man, what do I dream about? Um, 
Jeez. Um, I haven't really remembered a lot of my dreams lately, um, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, but I, um, hmm, did I have any good dreams lately? I don't know. Have you had any good dreams lately? <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I don't, I wish I, I wish I slept more. That's one thing. I, I usually am kind of getting about six hours a night. And, um, I read a really great book a few years ago called, uh, the science of sleep, um, mm -hmm. which, uh, will scare you straight and make you want to get eight hours of sleep because it's really not good for you to, to not sleep enough. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But I clearly don't take that advice very well. Yeah, we're all we are we are always missing time. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess like uh, my other question was going to be about you know uh, your your uh, music background uh, because we we actually met in real life on South by Southwest, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, by uh, for people that don't know, this is like a big music arts tech event that happens every year in Texas, um, and you suggested uh, to go to like uh, Bentweave. Uh, which was really nice. Like I never been to a concert like that before. Uh, so, so besides piano, do you play any other instruments? Yeah, I. Um, so I grew up in Austin, Texas, and I played in bands um, when I was growing up, and all sorts. I was in a you know emo band. I was in a reggae band. I was in a band that <laughs> kind of sounded like Talking Heads, and um, I started DJing and getting more into electronic music and started getting into synthesizers and drum machines and sampling old records. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so I started making electronic music with a few different partners and I've had a, a couple vinyl releases over the last few years. Um, and I'm, I'm not a very good piano player by any means. Um, but I can kind of like hack out a melody and some chords. I'm really more of like a, a producer in terms of, I spend a lot of time in Ableton Live, like kind of, you know, moving around melodies and harmonies and um, sampling, you know, uh, drum breaks from old records and rearranging them and stuff like that. So I'm sometimes I'm kind of like my musicianship, I feel like uh, is not my strongest uh, trait. Uh, it's more kind of my ability to like arrange things in Ableton and um, get creative uh, as a producer, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, go, going back then to to your collection, uh, what's the supply and price, and uh, what metrics did you use to determine those? Yeah, so there's um, there's 66 pieces, um, and the whitelist, which is um, active right now, um, they're uh, 1,555 stars, and then the Actual uh, regular mint price is one seven seven seven, and I, you know, pricing is always like really, really hard to figure out, especially like if you're doing a small collection like this, and mm -hmm. um, you know, um, so I I asked the community in a, a few different tweets and had a had a poll, and basically the uh, number one seven 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 won the poll. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I guess as a personal note, I also kind of thought that was a good ballpark just in terms of um 
I guess, real talk, I'm planning to use this money to get my dog's teeth cleaned, <laughs> uh, which is very, uh, the money from the mint will go towards my Shih Tzu Peanuts uh, teeth cleaning, which is quite expensive because the dog is old and needs to be uh, put uh, put under anesthesia. So so uh, the, the poll numbers lined up correctly to hopefully... Um, uh, you know, hopefully subsidize my, my, uh, my best friend's, uh, uh, healthcare. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, yeah. Um, I guess what else, um, how, how do you engage with your community? Like how important is your community feedback to you as a creator? I guess you, you said that you, you asked about the price, which I think is great, like ha having that feedback and, you know, uh, doing, doing something like that. Uh, how else would, do you engage with your community? Yeah, I, um, well, I try to post um, videos kind of showing my work. I feel like that's one thing that like with, you know, Web Web3 and NFT stuff, sort of the maxim like, build in public uh is is one that i've tried to embrace and um mm -hmm. kind of tried to show my work along the way it's been about about a year and in, into sort of my uh journey into video art and nft stuff i mean it's kind of you know it's that is one of the challenges sort of like upkeeping you know staying active on uh social media and stuff like that so there, there have been months where i've kind of you know had other life stuff that's that's gotten in the way and i haven't posted that much but i try to you know um try to respond to everybody and and keep a little dialogue going and it's fun to like uh do little giveaways and ask people to post music videos and you know get mm -hmm. a little bit like um understand people's personalities a little bit more so i'm i'm also really um i really enjoy working with other folks in the stargaze community i've done a couple musical collaborations with uh maria from woman from cosmos uh and then also animated ink uh a couple months ago doing music for those collections um so that's something that i really is really cool and if there are any creators uh who are listening right now who want some music to go with their art uh definitely hit me up i'm very uh excited to collaborate on stuff like that yeah awesome um I guess we'll hear from our other <laughs> our other uh, member, Sirkin. Hello there. Who's that? Who's that? Can you guys hear me? Hey, Sirkin. Welcome. Uh, thank you. So, thank you so uh, much for, for being here. Um, <laughs> I no know. problem, but I am not used to being in the spotlight, so let's see yeah. if i will bore you guys or not no of course not <laughs> i'm also i was also very nervous today i'm sorry guys <laughs> so yeah, uh one. <laughs> can you can you introduce yourself and your work uh sure okay uh well my name is sarkan uh i'm a software developer based in uh, ankara turkey the capital uh I actually studied electronics engineering and initially worked as a systems and test engineer and as a software developer for different firms, mainly in the defense industry. Uh, at some point, I took a break from it and uh, like soon after 
came into contact with uh, uh, with the blockchain ecosystem. I was pretty late to the party. It was uh, late 2021. Uh, I started doing research on uh, blockchain technologies, and early 2022, I joined a small team uh, in team in Ankara, uh, through which I I met with the guys at uh, Deos Labs. I'm not sure if you are uh, familiar with them. Uh, they were like when I joined, they were already pretty involved in the uh, Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, okay. And they, uh, Orkun and Arda uh, from Deos Labs, they were doing a two day workshop in Ankara. And uh, that's what got me hooked uh, to, to the ecosystem, basically, to, to the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, and the, the first team I, I joined slowly merged into Deos Labs. So I became a part of Deos Labs, basically. Uh, then, okay, I know this is like, like I got a bit too personal. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> no, it's fine. Go I ahead. hope I'm not boring you. Uh, but, uh, I then, well, started developing like, like little fun uh, smart contracts. I started, started help, helping the team with like, documentation maintenance on uh, Cosmos. Uh, I did some like small updates on a couple of more serious contracts. Then I transitioned a bit to the front end side of things with uh, Juno tools. Not sure if you heard it. Uh, it's an interface for interacting with smart contracts on, on Juno. Uh, then uh, we with the team started building uh, Stargate Studio. And after its delivery, I, I have been taking part in maintaining it. Uh, well, the team uh, Deus Labs has sadly been disbanded not long ago. Uh, huge shout out to them, by the way, Orkun, uh, Arda, Denis, Furkan, and others. Uh, they, they have been good friends, and I've learned a lot from them. I'm now a member of the Stargaze team and feel very lucky and excited to be among this. <laughs> wonderful group of great people thank you guys oh i i couldn't be more happy uh with you on the team like you were so helpful and i always i always tell everyone on the team how great you are um thank yeah you. <laughs> yeah you're also very helpful to me i i appreciate that yeah. very much. Yes. um we have had some problems on the testnet but uh the main mainnet launch was okay i guess yeah, yeah, um, we're we're up. Uh, the the whitelist uh, launchpad page is up and running. And uh, I also wanted to say, if um, I just made a tweet, um, anybody who's listening, if you want to drop your stars address uh, on my latest tweet, I'll send you a little present for listening because I really appreciate um, everybody paying attention. I think I think you can share it here um, using the share button, probably. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know. I I saw this on the tweet Twitter uh, space. Maybe next time. Maybe? I okay. <laughs> well, go to my go to my profile page and just drop your stars address and. Uh... Yes. yes. 
Uh, yeah, great, really great. Uh, circuit, uh, so Circuit is part of this lab or was part of this lab that disbanded, but uh, he created Studio, which is the tool that all creators now use to deploy their collections on Stargaze without any code knowledge. Sorry for the helicopter noise. Uh, could you guys hear me? Um, so yeah, <laughs> Studio is like, you know, good, no code dev, uh, no code to uh, for people that aren't devs uh, to deploy, which is really, really great. I think uh, we reached out to uh, way more creators than we could after uh, Studio was launched. So, so how did the idea of creating a Studio came about? Uh, were you approached by someone uh, like a creator that wanted this, or and it didn't have on Stargaze, or how did it happen? Mm -hmm. I I think it was early August, uh, and Stargaze tools, the the command line interface, was the the only option to create a collection at that point, and. Uh, in the team, uh, we were thinking if that that we could provide a tool that's uh, similar to Juno tools, uh, which was in essence uh, like uh, it, which which was in essence uh, similar to uh, Stargate Studio. It is to interact with uh, Juno smart contracts, basically, uh, and. And we thought this this new tool could make it easier to interact with smart contracts on Stargaze as well. So uh, with this idea, we we proposed uh, to the team, uh, to the Stargaze team, and mm -hmm. the proposal was accepted, uh, and we started working on it. Uh, I think uh, it it took about like uh, a month or forty days, and. Uh, it was launched, yeah, by like mid late September. Oh, that's awesome! Yes, it it helped like tremendously. Uh, yeah, we're going to skip the next question because I already answered it. <laughs> Are there any guides to the studio? Uh, guides, uh, yeah, there's a there is a guide on how to create a collection uh, using Studio on uh, uh, docs.stargaze.zone. Uh, the okay. documentation needs some maintenance, but uh, I think uh, from this point on, we will be updating uh, it more frequently. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, and if anyone has any questions, they can also come to Discord. Um, of course, yeah. Yes, we, we have a Stargate Studio FAQ uh, Discord, and if it's not enough, then you can talk to Sirkin or me personally uh, to ask anything. Yeah, I can say as someone who's used both, the studio is oh, studio is way way easier than the previous way. So just as a so, thank you for making that circuit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, circuit, uh, what's the best way to launch on Stargaze? Uh, well, for I mean, should, yes. should well, just you, go and and go through the documentations and and deploy or i think i think the best way would be to first test on testnet right <laughs> yeah it's much safer to do it on testnet first because uh well we are like human beings we we, we tend to make mistakes and uh it's 
it should not be on the main net. Be it should not be on the final version of the collection. So it's better to make a testnet collection first and see how it looks on on the launchpads uh, uh, in the marketplace. Uh, then once you are uh, once you are sure that everything is in order, uh, you can you can do a mainnet launch. That's the best way. Uh, you need your assets, uh, basically your images, maybe your uh, video files, uh, just like in the case for 100% uh, safe sleep. Uh, you can use uh, audio files as well. Uh, once you have your assets in like uh, ready and with their file names in numerical order, you need uh, your metadata files next. And uh, their file names also should be in numerical order, so Studio can know uh, which assets uh, corresponds to which metadata, which metadata file. Uh, then you fill in collection details like uh, collection name, description, how many tokens you would like each address to be able to mint, uh, when the minting should start. Uh, that's that's those details. Uh, then you hit the Create Collection button, and that's that Studio uh, uploads the images, makes the necessary changes on the metadata files, and uh, requests you to sign a collection instantiation message uh, using uh, Kepler. Mm -hmm. You sign it, and that's it. Yeah, it's it's really easy to use. I think you can create like a collection in five minutes if you have all the assets and know, you know, all the info you're going to put is like filling a form. Um, and uh, what type of functionalities does Stargate Studio have uh, besides creating a collection? Uh, you can you can create different kinds of collection. They they don't have to be. Uh, th there's not just one type of collection. There's also uh, there are standard collections and there are one-of-one one collections, the standard collections, you have a certain number of tokens in them, but yeah. uh, you can create one-of-one one collections and they can uh, even only start with uh, one token and you can later on add tokens to, to a one-of-one one collection. You can create badges and uh, distribute them to maybe uh, participants of a certain event. Uh, you can run all sorts of uh, queries to learn more about a certain collection. You can uh, run uh, perform actions on a collection and change uh, certain stuff. You can airdrop tokens, uh, you can burn tokens, and so on. <laughs> it's a really com complete uh, tool for everyone. Um, what are the differences between Studio and Stargate tool in terms of features? Does one has something that the other doesn't. Uh, studio has like, like they are pretty similar, but Studio has uh, a couple of extra functions. Maybe uh, doing a function in uh, in batches, like uh, with a with a single with a single action, you can perform a certain function more than more than once instead of uh, repeating it. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are they are very similar. Stargate Tools is more like developer uh, focused, while Studio is more oriented towards creators. Uh, yes, and doesn't need any prior coding uh, experience. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and we just deployed the mutable code. I think a lot of creators are curious to know how can they use that to update their data? So it's, it's quite easy, like uh, three steps, I think. Uh, so a non-mutable collection uh, contract can, can first migrate and start point to the new updatable collection code ID. Uh, so that's one, uh, that's one, that's the first step. And then uh, the creator can perform an uh, enable updatable action on Studio. So you can you you first migrate to the uh, updatable collection code ID. Then you need to enable uh, metadata updates for that collection, and uh, that costs at the moment five hundred stars. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the creator can. Uh, update uh, individual token metadata and make the necessary changes. Uh, updating token metadata can be done in batches as well. So uh, you can just uh, upload a new set of metadata files to uh, to IPFS using nft.storage, for example. Then, then you can uh, easily uh, update all of your collections metadata in, in in one transaction basically i see yeah that's great um okay guys i'm going to open the floor for questions if anyone wants to uh ask a question for nftv or a circuit here uh please request to speak um meanwhile i guess i'll ask NFTV, uh, what do you think is the biggest, you know, positive point of Stargaze uh, for new creators listening? Let's see. Um, well, I think that um, the the fact that it's a really small, or, or not really small, but a smaller and more dedicated community is mm -hmm. really great for new com creators. Um, you know, I've launched a few collections here. Um, and uh, it's it's very different than just like throwing up a collection on OpenSea and just hoping for the best. Like um, okay. I feel like with a, other marketplaces, uh, they're so saturated and there's so many, I don't know, scams and big like kind of corporate plays and things like that, that it's hard to actually like build your following and um and kind of like get noticed but uh, whereas i feel like the stargaze community is really like passionate about um kind of finding new artists and supporting them and like it's like really been um awesome to see how much people like actually care and and enjoy the the art and um so i'd say like um stargaze's biggest strength is probably like that it's a more intimate and kind of more community focused marketplace yes i agree with you <laughs> uh what was your biggest challenge when launching this collection or the other ones um you know i think the other ones the technical aspect um was a big mm -hmm. challenge for me um you know um I probably before starting to work on NFT stuff, I'd interacted with the terminal on my Mac, like, you know, 
three or four times uh, <laughs> and now have hundreds of times. Um, so I think that before the studio um, app was launched, the technical challenge was the biggest. Um, I think um, on this collection in particular, um, I think the biggest challenge was, well, I, I basically learned how to make a music video. That was kind of um, the the project. And so figuring out kind of like pacing and timing and how to get all of the scenes to really react to the music in interesting ways um, was a big challenge. Um, and I guess part of it also stems from, um, you know, I um, my day job is I work as a journalist and I, I think a lot about how people, you know, kind of where people put their attention and how to get people to kind of pay attention to the words you write or the music you make. And um, one of the ideas behind this music pro video project was like, well, I want, I want people to, to listen to this whole song, you know, um, how am I going to get them to like, you know, there's a million other things they could be looking at or listening to or reading. Like, how do you get someone to like pay attention for five minutes to a okay. in instrumental song? Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so I thought that, you know, figuring out, you know, with a variety of different like clips, uh, video clips, and then affecting them so that they react to the music um, would be a way that I could like get people to, to pay attention for for a few minutes and and the full video one of the nfts is the full video um the oh, rest yeah. of the clips um thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was the stargaze week 65 creator chat recorded on thursday june 1st 2023 for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening now if you want to keep listening head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support, yeah. And did you know, if you head on over to stargazespaces.org, you can find all the Stargaze spaces there. Cool. Nice. I'm going I'm to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad, and these mugs out here robbing, you going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning, and I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun, and then I'm like one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it. So some of everything we built during the last hundred upsets, you're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man. I keep robo here, grinning it, 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 throwing up anarchy, smoking toilet trees, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier, we rack like geology, there's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary. All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried. Imagine the smell, that shit is a vital experience without knowing how you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. To me, if you, to me, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaces of a life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house, son. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons on my dogs, man. You just a little rat, man. Go on, fuck off, man. Do one. Harmony. Neither no, no, the one. Do you looking for a fucking job? You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking up with this. Fuck off. <laughs>
try to change the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation sponsored lobotomy Feels like I won the lottery, like I'm ghosting this pottery Chill, Demi, boy, this shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle, you would try to train your muscle Air dropping like a fatal hustle, but the pay is bustin' Think of all the loss of crew, just to pick up off the tricky custom Not to hear all those sub downs would make up for something I guess it just goes to show, the fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here, I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight over how to divide my time between sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Mole, they shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteora jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relayers Imagine the smell, five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader it's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance that everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are, we know, who, we know where they live, and we're going to their house with a wrench, a big wrench, and we will attack them with the wrench, and then we will take their validator node physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop. Don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. Just mm -hmm. give us your validator note. And then they give it to us and we drive it to China. Two spaces.